Tribalism sucks. Critical thinking is pretty cool. Thanks for being part of American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. One of the biggest conversations, one of the biggest, I guess, debates that people are taking so seriously coming out of this era of COVID shutdowns and everything that happened has to do with education. And it uh, should be something that people take personally because it is so important. I am Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. How about this statement? We don't want to return to normal, normal being in quotes. That really jumped out at me as I was looking for topics to discuss this week. And it's from the National Parents Union. And what they mean by this may be different than what you mean by this. I am now joined by Maritza Gerdy. And uh, she is the Deputy Director of Parent Voice and Outreach at the National Parents Union. And uh, first of all, Marissa, thank you so much for the time this weekend. When you say we don't want to return to normal, what is the normal that you want to leave behind? The non-imaginative thinking, the uh, failure of inclusion of parent concern, parent uh, opinion, parent voice. Uh, we don't want to go back to where other people make the choices for our children that we need to be a part of. We, we want to be at the same table, be included in the possibilities, be included in the sharing of resources, and be included in recommendations for making improvements on what's currently happening. That statement I just read, we don't want to return to normal, comes from Ural's campaign called the Everyday Parents Impacting Change or EPIC is the approach. Now, when you're calling for this nationwide, what are some specific changes that you want to see to meet that goal you just described? We want transparency. We want to be given notice in advance so that we can be able to participate and take part in decisions. I just came from a parent meeting today and a fellow parent said to the school leader, parents do not feel welcome in the schools. And it saddened me um, because it, it, that comes from a place of, of pain, of trauma, of possible a parent's own experiences in, in a school setting that may have been negative and it's being perpetuated again and again. And that needs to change. Parents need to feel welcomed, just like students need to feel welcomed. Um, although it's public education, we are the schools and school districts customers. The entire family is. And we all deserve a level of respect and, 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 and customer service. When we look back over the last couple of uh, years or so, really in the last year and a half, uh, obviously the topic of curriculum and what's appropriate and what's not and what's political and what's educational, all of that has gotten to a fever pitch. And one of the constants on that, whether it's a, a liberal or a conservative who's arguing with it, is we didn't know this was happening. Now, one thing I thought was interesting um, as I was looking through y'all's website, National Parents Union, I didn't really see anything partisan about it. And uh, what you were talking about, I didn't hear anything that was overtly conservative. I didn't hear anything that was overtly liberal or didn't see anything along those lines. But there was the common thing, I didn't know. We used to just trust that the school district was gonna do what we wanted them to do. And now we've seen across the country, areas where a lot of people have problems with what's happening in the school district. I agree with that. There were Because we were forced to be home, many parents and guardians were forced to be home with their children in the same room, literally next to their child, assisting them navigate on a laptop or a Chromebook or a home computer 
we got to see a lot of things that we're not used to seeing. Once a child goes through that school door in the morning, we're entrusting our treasures for almost eight hours a day to adults that we felt were, were capable and prepared to teach our children. Now, mind you, there are many educators that are doing an excellent job, but there are also others due to lack of training or just complete burnout that do not have the tools needed to maintain the same form of enthusiasm and vigor that a lot of our children need. And as a result, we need to make sure that information is totally transparent. We want to be in the know. We don't want to be thought of after the fact. Once a decision has already been made, we need to know if our children are not succeeding in their educational careers, we want to know with enough notice so that we can do something about it. No one wants a child to be pushed on from grade to grade year after year. No one wants a child that, that cannot read it, have their child not be at grade level for reading and mathematics and under basic understanding. But if parents know in advance, they can do what's required and work as a team with the school, with the teachers, which what, which with whatever specialized services are being offered to help encourage and nurture and, and help that child thrive. We're visiting with Maritza Gurdy from the National Parents Union, where she is the deputy director of Parent Voice and Outreach. Uh, one of the, I guess, one of the responses that I have heard regularly from those in, I guess, what we can call the education establishment, whether it's the teachers, unions, administrators, organizations, is they say, but Maritza, we're the experts. You're not an expert in education. We're certified. We have college degrees. You need to just let us do our job. And I've I'm been surprised that I have heard that sort of aggressive response so many times. But that's one of the arguments being made is you do your job. We'll do our job. Leave us alone. Well, that's the thing. They don't even give us the respect and acknowledging that parents and guardians are the child's first teachers. Yes, many of us are able to set up the foundation educationally for our children. But for those that are not capable because they have other responsibilities, they have to work or care for other family members, or maybe they may be an incarcerated parent or children that have been separated for some reason or another by child services. Parents try their best, but if a parent sees or a guardian sees that their child is not at, at level, at the level they should be, I don't care how many degrees you have, how much of a, uh, how many years in education you have, you cannot tell me that you are a successful educator if your students are not thriving and excelling. So to tell a parent, mind your business, leave it alone, let us do our job, you're not doing your job if my child is not successful in school, if my child cannot read at grade level, if my child cannot pass at a state assessment, if they can't fill out a job application at a certain age, you are not successfully educating my child. And I have a right to question you on your methods. We've got about two minutes left, Maritza. I want to switch to the part at the end of your fact sheet regarding the EPIC campaign. And that has to do with funding, the federal funding in particular, the American Rescue Plan, because some of that's designated for education, public education, I should say. Uh, what is it about that funding and transparency that you are specifically uh, concerned about to include it in this EPIC campaign? 
We want parents to have the information in front of them to let them know that there was $122 billion allocated by the federal government for, for school districts, public school districts across the country. Parents and guardians have a right to know what their school will be doing with their portion of the money based on the needs of the school. Schools will only know what the needs of the students are if they speak to parents. So there have to be meetings. If they haven't had any meetings yet, they need to have them now because the final set of those funds are being dispersed as we speak. Schools are making plans. We don't want any more wasteful spending. Money should not be going to a weight room being refurbished. It should not be going to a, a school stadium's athletic field for AstroTurf. If your child, if your children need more specialized services to get them up to grade level for reading and math, use that money to get more educators in the building. If you see that your children are hurting socially and emotionally, get more therapists and counselors, use that money for that. Stop the wasteful spending and ask us what we feel our children need. How do we get in contact with the National uh, Parents Union uh, social media website? What's the best way? Um, both. Uh, we're on Facebook. National Parents Union has a Facebook page, a national page, and also regional pages. We also have a website, www.nationalparentsunion.org. All right, uh, Maritza, Gertie, uh, thank you so much for the uh, time. I'm pretty sure you've got uh, got some raised eyebrows and something to think about for a lot of people that just heard us. Thank you very much for having me. Still ahead, uh, when it comes to uh, the economy and stuff getting more expensive, whose fault is it actually and what can we do about it? Also, the call to cancel student debt is just getting louder and it might actually happen. What kind of effect would that actually have? It's still ahead right here on American Viewpoints.